Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursions podcast, the weekly podcast about indie games. And uh, I would say and their creators, um, but we have yet to actually have a creator on the podcast. Five episodes in, we're really slacking on that, so... Soon. It's soon. Yeah, yeah. Not to spoil anything, but eventually we will actually have an indie game developer on the podcast. But not going to go any further than that. Uh, We post this every Friday. This is a Parallax Media podcast. And now we are currently, uh, we have our own Podbean, which is a little weird. I don't actually, I'm pretty sure they just host podcasts. But um, I'll make sure to put that in the description down below. But we also are on Spotify, so you could just look up Indian Incursions podcast and uh, it's actually just Indian Incursion podcast. Um, and it's super easy to find. I was actually really surprised not only how easy it was to find, but just how easy in general it was to get on Spotify after hearing for years from different podcasts that it was exceptionally hard, but apparently it just got way easier. So yeah, now we actually are kind of a podcast. All right. Just audio. Yeah. It's exciting. What have you been playing this week, Josh? All right, so uh, to be honest, life has kind of caught up with me. I haven't had a lot of time to play games. Uh, I've tried to snuck in a little bit more of Saving Mr. Taco, which I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm honestly, it's really a struggle to push through for these final levels. Um, it's it's just getting... Is it just butt, or do you no, just butt it's, at it? It's Well, maybe a little bit of both. I'm actually not <laughs> that bad at it, but there's just this one level that's just given me some tough troubles and i'm just i'm getting i'm getting uh getting tired of it <laughs> but it's uh it's also the story isn't really pulling me along as well as i would have liked it to i don't know i'm just not really connecting with it much uh like i mentioned before it's basically like the this ruling of humans versus octopuses or octopi uh, i don't know what the multiple octopus it's octopusy actually octopusy well (laughs) humans and the octopuses they have a big battle and you know how it goes uh but so it's basically them fighting and you're supposed to be saving them and then halfway through you like die or get taken somewhere spoilers um but not really uh and then you're you're another character who's trying to find you so like you keep swapping out as different people it's very very strange and honestly it's also a little confusing at times if you're not really paying attention which uh for this game i I was kind of zoning out for a bit of it and if you don't you kind of get stuck where like there's certain scenarios where people will talk to you and they'll be like you have to go here to this one area and talk to this one person 
And if you don't like read that text at that moment and you're just clicking through and you then don't have it, then you're like, oh, well, uh, okay. I guess I'll just walk to every level until I figure out what I have to do. So it's a little strange and kind of like cumbersome from going back and forth into the levels if you're not meticulously paying attention or really ingrained into the story. But, uh, you know, I'm going to keep at it. But for the most part, it's really just been that. And then... <sighs> I'd like to take a second to just make a rant. Oh, and oh, to really? tell you, you're gonna yeah. rant real quick. I'm gonna rant nice. real quick. I got some. I got something to get off my chest. It's not specifically indie, but it does include physical copies. So I thought you would like it. Oh shit, dude! You're speaking my language right now. I know. Until you hear the end of the story. So, uh, physical copies, I generally think are a bust. I don't care as much for them. I like my digital. I like to click a button and it's it just pops right up. Well, way back in the day, Amazon had a thing where you could do 20% discount for games. And it was just like all the time, as long as you pre-ordered. And then Amazon was like, nah, we're not doing that anymore. So before they stopped, I decided to pre-order two games, Fallout 76 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts doesn't matter. I just wanted to say it. Good game. It'll be awesome. Anyway, Fallout 76, (laughs) I pre-ordered. And I was like, great, there was only one option. And I guess it was physical. It didn't really say at the time. And I wasn't really too sure, but I was like, I gotta get that 20% off, man. You know, I'm all about them discounts. Uh, But then, lo and behold. I already actually know where this story's going. And I think it's hilarious. (laughs) Of course, Fallout decides to turn their servers on super freaking early so that I could have been playing this game for a whole damn day, a whole damn day. (laughs) All these people who bought digital. I have two friends who I convinced to buy this game a day or two before it came out. I pre-ordered this thing back in June. And they got to play the game before I did for a full day. And then, and then, you get the physical copy. You open it up. And what is it? You open a CD tray that has a piece of cardboard. It's just a circle. It's just a circle cardboard that has your key code so that you could put it in and then have a digital copy. Oh, that's fucked up. I did not know it was going there. <laughs> I was like, what the what the hell, Amazon? Why? Just email me. Just email me. Be like, shit, servers are up. Just give them the codes. What does it matter? I don't need this stupid piece of plastic and this cardboard little circular cutout. <sighs> So, what a baller move. They just sent you a fucking cardboard circle. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And you know what's the funniest part about it too? Is like two days earlier, I was bitching to my friends about how I didn't want the physical copy. And I was like, man, I really don't want to have to use my CD drive. I don't even know if this thing works anymore. I guess you don't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But could have just pre-ordered it. And, you know, been playing a whole day ago. Silver lining, dude. You don't even have to worry about the disc because you got that digital code on a piece of cardboard. (laughs) Yep, that's what I paid that money for. (laughs) Cardboard. They're like, this fucker got this 20% off. I don't give a shit about him. He gets fucking piece of cardboard. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, so anyway, that's my rant. And uh, never again. Always digital. That's my motto. Yeah, I had a I have a guy that I work with who is super stoked because he bought it digitally uh, and he was going to go home and play it yesterday. And my friends were all super pissed off that they couldn't because they they just hadn't pre-ordered it like digitally at all. Um, but apparently like on PlayStation 4, even if you 
technically didn't pre-order if you just purchased the digital copy you could pre-download and play it Mm -hmm. as long as you did it within that day um but apparently the download is like 100 gigs so it's gonna take a while anyway but (laughs) that's where i thought you were going with that was that you just couldn't play it because it was digital not that they sent you a cardboard oh no they sent me they sent me a nice nice little cardboard circle (laughs) that would piss me off so much (laughs) I'm like, it's so, it's so upsetting because it's so stupid having this, this physical case with absolutely nothing in it but a piece of paper. Yeah, that's like adding insult to injury. You're just like, man, not only did I not get to play it yesterday, now I've got a fucking piece of cardboard inside a goddamn plastic case. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That's, uh, that's my, my eventful week fucking amazon and jeff bezos dude they're like fuck you you get a piece of cardboard (laughs) (laughs) gotta love it that's awesome that's awesome yeah uh this week i have mainly just been playing a bit more red dead i played all weekend probably put an additional i i probably had played like 20 30 hours before put an additional like 10 to 15 hours in so i'm probably around like 35 40 hours into this game I went from 31% to 45% story completion over the weekend. And I was like, holy fucking shit. This game is huge. <laughs> I thought pretty, I hadn't. That's a pretty big yeah, jump, though, from what I've heard. I, yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It's a big jump, but still, it was like I thought I had gotten a lot further than I actually had. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. And then other than that, uh, I did. I. Uh, like two weeks ago i think maybe on the podcast i talked about how i purchased wonder song on my switch i actually played it um i played like probably not too much just a couple hours into it but i'm actually really enjoying it um i like that so with my switch i don't know if it's just my joy con being weird or if it's just the controls are super touchy in this game but i kept accidentally jumping up because you just push the yeah okay so you had that issue too yeah the same thing happens i i ended up just teaching myself to stop using the joy con and use the d-pad oh well i guess i'm just about to like maybe ruin your day you can turn that off and what? i thought that was really nice oh yeah man. you can turn it off i played to that where... whole thing and oh my god <laughs> yeah you can make it to where you just jump using uh the bottom button and i was like wow that's so nice i i love games that include the the chance of like changing your button mapping so that's really nice but yeah i thought that was fucking hilarious i was like thank you for that but it's also super funny that you played through this whole fucking game <laughs> not, yeah, like not just using know. the d-pad i i came into that game i don't know something about my brain while playing that game i went in pretty retarded as well it took me quite a while to figure out how to jump in that game just let alone like the first part i was like what am i supposed to do with these fucking stairs in my way and i started singing at them and i'm like this is doing nothing and then i like accidentally pushed up and i was like oh damn it Yeah, right? I had that same issue because it's got like the storybook aesthetic in the background, but I hadn't noticed that I could just jump up. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it totally blew my mind. Because I was like, where the fuck do I go? And I walked around for like 10 minutes and then it was like, nah, you just jump up. I was like, man, I'm dumb. That was <laughs> the dumbest thing. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I, I just got to uh, like the second town. I learned the first part of the Earth song, so mm-hmm. not really far into it at all but it's really interesting i actually really like it Hmm. i have noticed that it 
I'm not sure if this is on purpose, um, but it, it avoids using pronouns a lot. That's kind of interesting. I, I don't know if, yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's purpose. it's on purpose, but I really like it. I think it's really interesting. I will say that I feel like the controls are a little bit, like, they're odd. They're they're really interesting, but they're a little odd, especially when singing, how you just use the, uh, the right stick to go to basically the different colors. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about that, though, is that the uh, the background noise, the like, well, I guess it's not noise, the actual music for the game changes if you sing. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, huh, I yeah, really like that. I like the, a lot of the little touches that they did based on what, uh, you know, note that you're singing in or what color you're singing in. Certain objects in the background will change or, you know, certain things will, will take uh, little effects. There's, you know, very small details that will change based on how you're singing or what you're singing. Not only that, but also where you're singing. Like when you go into that first cave and she's like, be quiet, the monsters are going to hear us. If you sing, he whispers it. He's like, uh. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that's such a weird touch to add in your game that he's like trying to be secretive, so he's like whispering. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you'll definitely like it if you're liking it at this point because for me anyway, uh, I thought the first the first two acts were a little slow, um, but it started picking up later on once you know once you're really invested into the story, and later on they start to do some more creative things with the actual uh, mechanics in the game. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it so far. I really like the personality of it just in general. I think it's really funny at times. But, yeah, I'm excited to play a lot more. But you know what I'm more excited for, Josh? I bet you can't guess. I bet you can't guess. Nope. That was the longest pause ever. I was really, I was I was really trying to think of it. my seat. I was really trying to think. Uh, well, yeah, I'm really excited to get into some indie game news, but I'm about to fucking die, Josh. I'm about to die. Because our first story is over on Twinfinite, and it's... I'm I'm not even joking. I'm going to die, Josh. I'm dead. Well, our first story I'm is the, over on... Tw- I'm the host of the what? podcast now, now that Vaughn has died. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, our first story over on Twinfinite, this written by Bogdan Robert Mates. God damn it. Uh, it's Team Cherry cancels Hollow Knight physical release. So Team Cherry actually announced this on their website. It was initially uh, announced back in August that they were going to be partnering with Skybound Games uh, to do basically just a published physical release, similar to how like Limited Run or Sodesco or Nicholas uh, publishes indie games. But they recently came out on their website and on Twitter and said that they were canceling the physical release of it. Uh, they specifically said, We regretfully announcing the cancellation of the physical copies of Hollow Knight and our partnership with Skybound Games. As a team of three people still in intensive production on Hollow Knight, taking the game into the physical space even with the extensive assistance of Skybound, proved more work than we could reasonably manage uh, but they did give some hope that later on we may see some physical copies but in a much smaller capacity so i would assume uh that they will team up with something like limited run games because they only put out like a couple thousand copies of their games and then that's it um which kind of sucks for me because it really jacks up the prices but man it's awesome to get them but yeah 
I'm I'm dead, Josh. I will now be uh, known as the the ghost, formerly known as Von Hyde. That's that's. I'm not joking. I will no longer ever refer to myself as just Von Hyde because I'm dead. All right. Well, anyway, Ghost Hyde. My opinion on this, uh, as you know, physicals meh, but Hollow Knight is a pretty awesome game and. If I was ever to get a physical, this would definitely be one of them. Um, hopefully it's not a cardboard cutout, though. But <laughs> um, but Hollow Knight, it, it's, it's a shame, but it's good to see that, you know, from the team, they have uh, real expectations of what they can accomplish. Um, you know, it sucks that they can't do it. And it sucks that they're not a big enough team, but you know, maybe one day they will be uh, team cherry and uh, Hollow Knight in general have been going pretty strong with what they've created and I'm sure that they have the capacity to eventually ramp up their um, their team, you know, their their premise or their franchise depending on what comes next but um, for now I guess we'll just have to wait it's too sad yeah, I'm I'm really torn up about it. I I really want to know like what the big issue was with them putting it out physically. I feel like just because they said like pr- producing it in smaller quantities, I it makes me wonder if it's something to do with the amount that they were possibly going to publish, but I don't know why that would be an issue kind of a thing. Like I feel like once you do it for for one thing, you do it for all, but I don't know. It's three fucking people that made an amazing game, and I think it's put out, like, two or three additional DLCs as oh, well. It's, it's put out a bunch. It's put out, I think, four. Yeah, there's a shitload of DLC for Hollow Knight, and it's it's a pretty, like, massive game now. Uh, it just recently, I think last month or the month before, came to PS4 with all the DLCs, so you it's not for the lack of trying. These guys have definitely, like, put the work into Hollow Knight, and it's a fantastic game. But I just wanted that physical copy, Josh. I wanted it on my shelf. And I'm dead now. I'm dead. But for more indie game news, we are staying on Twinfinite. Uh, This written by... I'm going to say Zing Wan, but I'm 100% sure. You could have made such a good segue with this. I don't make... Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of dead, you got Dead Cells gets the new PC alpha update. Changes the game significantly. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. I figured out the segue, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so help. this is written by Zygmunt over on Twinfinite. Uh, it's, I haven't got enough in to Dead Cells to actually like get to a lot of what this, uh, this alpha update is talking about. Uh, but it seems like for starters, the bosses will no longer drop legendary weapons when defeated. Instead, they will be getting a random weapon and a skill. In addition to that, the timekeeper herself... has been reworked and balanced to make her her more challenging oh okay i was like what the what is she trying to say there (laughs) other significant changes include the fact that enemies will no longer scale to your level and the number of scrolls you've picked up which means you you'll definitely want to pick up every scroll you come across and make sure you're well prepped uh talking about later areas in the game uh this okay some of the uh, it seems like some of the mutations in this have the most interesting names and I just haven't run into them. There's the sadism mutation uh, has been removed and the YOLO mutation will now permanently 
lock its mutation slot once you've used it, uh, which means you can no longer replace it with another mutation once it's been activated. It's, uh, yeah, I, apparently, uh, at least from the, the writer of this article standpoint, that this is making the game harder. Like I said, I haven't got like gotten far enough into dead cells to actually understand 90 percent of this but that's cool it's got a patch <laughs> it's got it's got an update that's making the game harder and i'm already fucking terrible at games so gotta get better Whoa. get good get good ghost hide i'll punch you in the face <laughs> <laughs> so from my standpoint honestly uh i played dead cells way back when it was still in early access I had a lot of fun with it, but I have not picked it up since. Um, one of the things that really interests me, and I might end up picking it back up just because <laughs> of it, was the fact that they say that uh, enemies no longer scale with your level. So I don't know if that's just like, they're always a specific level set or you know strength, depending on what area they're in. And if that's the case, I honestly like that a little bit better, although it will make you know the end game a lot more tough. Um, but just because I hated the constant struggle of being like, I want to explore and look for upgrades, but I also can't stick around and I have to rush to the end of the levels. Otherwise, things will get way too tough as like time goes on. So I, I don't know if know that's that. so, yeah, so I don't know if that's still a thing with this change. Uh, it might be, might not. I would have to try it again. Um, but that was one of the things that always kind of irked me was like, I loved the game, but I hated how it was always a constant, like half of a speed running session to get through so that I didn't die instantly if I waited too long around looking for upgrades. Yeah, uh, from what I've played of Dead Cells, I really enjoy it. I doubt I will ever see the, the ramification of these changes, not because it's not going to come to PS4 or Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, whatever, uh, or possibly the mobile game, if that <laughs> ever actually happens. Um, not that I won't see those because they won't come to them, but it'll be because it seems like this update mostly focuses on stuff that veteran players would have an issue with, other than obviously the, the level scaling. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm never going to be good enough at this game to be called a veteran, so I don't necessarily need to worry about it. Have you gotten to the uh, the Eye of the Beholder monster? No, I I I've only played like a little bit of Dead Cells for the for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, after I bought that sweet sweet physical copy, so good. I love it so much. Sometimes I just put it on my face. It's so nice. I just love feeling it. <laughs> but after I pick, <laughs> you're like, I feel just I feel tingles dirty. going down my <laughs> spine. It feels, yeah, yeah. You probably should feel dirty after that. Whoever's whispering inside your ears, you just feel weird after that. But after I picked it up physically uh, from my local game store, I came home, I downloaded it, and I probably only played like maybe one or two hours. Um, like I said, not very good at games. I literally got to the first boss, died, and then I was like, cool. That's uh... it. <laughs> I think. I'm not even 100% sure it was a boss. It could have just been a normal-ass fucking person, and I just died. Uh, you're probably thinking of I mean it's it's kind of a boss I guess I know what you're talking about it's where you get like the first rune upgrade thing or like I forget if it's to climb vines or which one it was but it yeah matter. I don't know I didn't kill it <laughs> couldn't tell <laughs> you because okay. it didn't die <laughs> honestly you just gotta you gotta pick it up pick it back up man it's a good game 
and it's definitely worth trying to get into there because sometimes you just need the right build like there's there's definitely better builds especially for different people and the way they play games like if you get a good build where you just drop turrets and uh the the giant like bomb things and you just keep rolling through that one's a pretty good build if you don't like actually confronting the monsters um if you like to just evade you just like to evade (laughs) and just be like oh my god and just run back and forth uh i mean you know however you want to play there's a style for you I'm planning on playing more through several indie games. Uh, I want to beat Wonder Song. That's probably going to be the first that I do. I also want to play through Celeste, uh, finish that one. And I want to finish Dead Cells, especially because we're coming up on like the Game of the Year discussions. And it seems like Dead Cells and Celeste are pretty much like in every indie game of the year, like every list of indie game of the year so i feel like i need to finish those two before i actually give my thoughts on my game of the year but forget about the messenger oh the messenger was so good yeah i haven't played the messenger either but it also seems like a game i'd have to get good for and i don't know if i'm even gonna survive dead cells so I i mean i'd say the messenger is easier than dead cells though oh you know what here i'll make you a deal they put out a physical copy of the messenger i'll buy that shit (laughs) i'll buy it and i'll love it okay i'll dm them right now you go ahead and do that you you do that while i move on to the next story this over on gamatsu uh and i'm i'm legitimately terrified that this is happening but five nights at freddy's series is coming to ps4 xbox one and switch via new improved hd ports uh this written by sal romano uh yeah i i don't really know how to feel about this it seems like the the developer just pretty much announced this it doesn't seem like they have any release dates yet for these but what really bothers me is the additional information that was given uh about all of the projects that he's currently working on that are in the the realm of five nights at freddy's including uh five nights at freddy's like the first movie i guess um you got game projects which is five nights at freddy's vr you've got five nights at freddy's ar which is augmented reality versus virtual reality five nights at freddy's mid oh into madness uh the console ports are 20 percent complete so i really don't know why you're announcing this when you've got 20 percent completion but that's a little weird to me. Uh, they've also got a AAA game and miscellaneous would be a book series. The one thing that truly annoys me about this announcement is the fact that he includes the percentage complete, but literally like three of these say zero complete. Why are you even announcing it if you don't even have the like base idea of this fucking game? Either that or he's like seriously underestimating what he has completed. He's just like, it's zero complete. It's not exactly like, I would say zero complete is like, oh yeah, I've got an idea for Five Nights at Freddy's Into Madness. And that's it. That's literally it. It's just an idea. I would say yes, but like, it seems weird to say I've got a triple A game in the works, which is one of these listed as 0% complete. But just that in the works to create an incredible big budget game i can't reveal any details yet it seems it seems like you have some percent complete i I don't know yeah right 
you actually have, there's a big deal in the works. So it's like, that's not 0%, dude. That's I also, like, I w that's a solid 10%. Yeah. I mean, it's also just like, what kind of what you were pointing out. This, there's just so many, like, updates. This seems, like, so crazy. He's just like, I have so many things here. And they're, like, none of these are even 50% complete. And what does that even mean? What is, what is he basing that off of? I, I don't know. I've uh, his emotional percentage. His, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I How feel like I'm probably zero percent complete. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Um, I never really got into the Five Nights at Freddy craze. I've never been a big fan of the series, um, mostly just because I think the gameplay is kind of boring, to be honest. Um, I like the you concept. You don't of like it. just sitting in a fucking chair waiting to die. I mean, that's. I mean, that's kind of what we do at work, right? <laughs> that's so true actually <laughs> i stand in front of a machine but yeah it's basically I mean, what we do see uh but no so i mean it's it's okay i like the concept of it i think it would could possibly make very interesting like i mean it would probably be screwed up and wouldn't be very good but it has the potential to be good in like things like movies or shows or something like that some kind of concept of it of like escaping from whatever this you know the evil crazy animatronic devices um but well the story of it is actually really cool like i've i've been like recapped on the story of five nights at freddy's or at least what people might think it is it being like a fucking kids got murdered inside of like a Chuck E. cheese or some shit or a bunch of people got murdered inside of like a uh, it's like Freddy Fazbear's Pizza or something like that and yeah. their bodies get stuffed inside animatronic suits and then they haunt these animatronic suits and fucking like kill people but who the fuck is hiring a security guard to look over these fucking dilapidated animatronics <laughs> I don't understand that they're, they're pieces of shit that kill people why are they watching over them I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That is a good question. Maybe that's why it's 0% complete. That's so true. I mean, with the movie, doesn't even say a completion. It just says it's the first movie. So you have more ideas for movies than just one? But you don't even have one percentage complete of your AAA game? What the fuck? <sighs> this guy's doing a lot. Yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got book series, console ports, AAA games, two different types of uh, reality-based games, which... Which I sounds mean, crazy scary. I don't like... A VR and AR version of this sounds like way too much. Yeah, if I wasn't already dead, I'd kill myself before playing VR because that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't... Much. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, speaking of creepy animals, our next story is over on Game Informer. This written by Elise uh, Favis? Favis? Something like that? Uh, Swurries, the good life is coming to Xbox One. So Swurry is actually, and this is why I say, speaking of creepy animals, uh, the good life is an RPG about a town's residents who are mysteriously turned into cats. Yep, that's a thing. It's 
people mysteriously being turned into cats. That's what this game is about. Uh, and it is coming. Uh, the developer announced on Twitter that it's coming to Xbox One. It was previ- previously only announced for PS4, PC, and the Nintendo Switch as a stretch goal on their Kickstarter. If it raises, I'm assuming that's yen because I don't know currency symbols, uh, but it's 88,000 yen, I'm assuming. Um, that's pretty cool. This is the weirdest concept for a game that I've heard in a while. Other than, you know, being a security guard in a fucking pizzeria that is just Shreked. I don't understand either, but yeah. Here's, here's, uh, so first, before I go into my opinion on this, the first update, the Microsoft Sam update, it is Favis. Every time you don't know what the name of the person is, I go to Microsoft Sam and they tell me. And her (laughs) name is Elise Favis. Oh, there we go. As per Thanks. Microsoft Sam. Microsoft Sam. <laughs> Second off, uh, it is yen. So it's $88,000 or in yen. Knew it. Um, yes. So my opinion on this, did you, have you heard about this, uh, this game before this article? No, I haven't heard anything about it. I just like, I, I saw the article and then I looked it up on, uh, on Kickstarter and that's about it. Yeah, okay. So I honestly, when uh, when this first came out, I was really torn about it. I almost uh, backed it, but I, I ended up not at the end. Uh, it was just short on funds at the time. Um, but I, it's interesting because it, it kind of reminds me of basically Animal Crossing with a murder mystery in the middle of it. So it's it's basically like you're this this woman who gets to take a bunch of photos and sells those photos to pay off her rent and like pay off her debt. So very similar to like an Animal Crossing-esque style. Um, But like in the midst of that, there's this mystery of the town where people randomly turn into cats at night. And there's also like like this, this murder that happens. And so there's you trying to find out the secret, trying to pay off your debts, uh, trying to live out your life. And then apparently one of the interesting things is halfway through the game, you get to turn into either a cat or a dog, depending on your choices. Uh, what the fuck is this game? Which, yeah, so it, it gets like really, really convoluted as far as like why any of this is happening. And I'm sure there's a good point to it. And when the game comes out, we'll find out. Uh, but it's it's kind of interesting though i honestly i i almost did pick it up because it seems like one of those uh you know like choices matter interesting story with a little bit of um you know some of that animal crossing-esque flavor um but i don't know i mean personally i don't really care too much about it coming to xbox just because i don't have one uh but it's nice because i'm sure a lot of people actually wanted it i think it is strange that they didn't have it in general that they would just pick ps4 and pc and not xbox in the first place um but i know this does upset quite a lot of people because uh many have always been pushing for switch even before xbox um so a lot of people are still still asking for that um but i think it was one of their stretch goals uh yeah okay so it was the eighty-eight thousand, which i don't believe they hit i think they they stopped at like 80 something yen but not eighty-eight thousand. You'd think they'd come to Switch before Xbox One, though, just because of all the people. I, I've heard several times, including with Wondersong, uh, the the Switch uh, the Switch sales are, are they far outweigh what every other like console sales are. Uh, yeah, especially for like indies, it's. I mean, it's 
it's the best platform for them right now. I mean, other than oh yeah, PC, I meant but... indie specifically. I wasn't yeah. I'm not talking about fucking Wolfenstein: The New Colossus. Everybody's buying that shit on Nintendo Switch. No, not at all. <laughs> not quite. Um, but yeah, it's I. I mean, I guess they they did some partnership with with Microsoft for this since it was part of the XO18 uh, news. But you know. Who knows? I'm sure it'll end up coming to Switch anyway in the far future. Everyone wants to put their game on the Switch, so I don't see why they couldn't, since this isn't intensive uh, graphics-wise. Um, but sorry, I'm trying to like stall so I can find out what that stretch goal <laughs> was. <laughs> Damn it! Why? Is like, this, oh god! This Kickstarter starter page is so long. I can't find what I'm looking for. All right, forget it. Anyway, that was my point. <laughs> Well, uh, okay, that I'll was an exciting it. point. <laughs> uh, speaking make? of XO18, we actually have two different stories uh, from XO18, which is pretty exciting. Uh, both on Polygon, I believe. Uh, yeah, both on Polygon, so that's cool. This one written by, I'm just going to say Michael McWordertor. Let's, something. Uh, let's try the yeah let's sam. get that sam on here dude let's all let's right. see what sam says this guy's fucking name is all right all right all right uh his name is and microsoft sam says michael mcwerter i almost had it i was so close we didn't even need microsoft sam uh this is microsoft acquires obsidian entertainment uh they actually also acquired uh Inzile entertainment i'm just gonna kind of smash these two together because they're basically the same story for both other than uh the fact that they, it was announced that they are in the midst of acquiring these two studios not much has been said otherwise um but i'm really excited about that they were both announced at xo18 uh the event in mexico city that took place over the weekend uh obsidian studios is known best for making uh fallout new vegas alpha protocol and the pillars of eternity series Inzile made uh wasteland 2 which is really really cool um I'm excited for both of these to end up coming to Microsoft platforms with the exception that, I mean, it's nice that they will be first party studios, which means that if you have Game Pass, you will get their games when they release them with Game Pass. Um, But other than that, I'm not exactly excited that their games will more... I mean, I can't say that their games will not come to PlayStation 4 because if you think of something like Minecraft, it didn't come to P... It came to PS4, but it was also already on that platform. Or I think it was already on PS3 uh, before Microsoft actually bought Mahjong, so... Or Mojang, however they say it. Um, So it's not exactly setting precedent, but... I hope their games continue to come to PlayStation 4 and possibly Nintendo Switch if they have that kind of, if that's a possibility. But yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic to see what happens with this. I'm hoping that this means that they're going to get like, they're just going to have more money to put into video games, which would be really awesome. I would really like to see like a Pillars of Eternity 3 or them work on another like open world game because I was such a big fan of Fallout New Vegas, uh, that being Obsidian Entertainment. I have not been as big of a fan uh, of like Inzile, so I mean, Wasteland 2 is really cool, but other than the fact that I bought it physically and I really like the art style and the concept of the game, I can't say I know a massive amount about what Inzile has done. 
But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with these two. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page as you with uh, with the different companies. I'm definitely more of a fan of Obsidian, um, just for a lot of the work that they've done. Uh, I'm not as concerned just because uh, I assume that whatever Xbox does for these games will most likely have a PC expansion to it. Not expansion, but uh, version, just because Xbox is Microsoft. So I'm not as worried about it because I'm mostly a PC gamer anyway. Um, but I am pretty excited for them because Xbox is taking a lot of the right steps. Um, I used to be a really big Xbox fan back in the Xbox, I can't say one, but the original Xbox um, and the 360 uh, console. And I used to love it. And then it just kind of tapered off. And really, Xbox has just been dying so to speak um so you know i'm happy that they're making these moves uh and getting these these really good companies to to come on board especially since these companies were kind of struggling um so i'm hoping that with that funding they can put out really cool games and hopefully new uh specific titles like you said i'd love to see something like a uh fallout new vegas but obviously their own title since uh bethesda said they're only doing in-house fallouts uh now but the fact that they were able to create something so good they can easily do something with that same kind of you know world or that same kind of engine and just create uh, a massive story they've been known to do uh game or create games that have really in-depth and rich stories to them so i'm excited to see what comes out of it um if ps4 doesn't get it gotta make that sacrifice i'd rather the company uh move over to xbox than kind of you don't even have crumble. a ps4 you butthole i do have a ps4 i <laughs> oh, have shit. one i have a ps4 I, the only thing i don't have is an xbox i'm making baseless claims yeah these uh i would assume that i mean since they're being acquired and they're not just uh they're not just like paying for a kind of like console exclusivity these will be first party studios meaning that the whole like xbox play anywhere thing would happen um which means that their games would come to pc i would assume mm-hmm. um not just because they're microsoft but because that was the whole thing with uh i i'm i really want to say phil spencer but i feel like that's the wrong name and i'm also afraid that i'm thinking of richard spencer which i think is an entirely different thing so uh but he said at e3 like all first party microsoft games are actually not i mean it was announced later on that they were coming to game pass but also that they would have the play anywhere so you also get them on pc so no matter what they put out i'm fairly certain it's coming to pc i would assume so but just because of what they've done before but yeah and i'm really hoping that these games uh, get or these studios get all the funding they need to make some fucking awesome games it seems like uh it's kind of odd so in the article about Inzile, that specifically states that uh, the company said Inzile would continue to work autonomously but i didn't see anything about that when it came to obsidian which i think is a little weird but i mean that might have just been like an oversight on the writer's part i guess i don't really know or maybe the person interviewing them didn't exactly ask i have no idea i thought i thought there was something about them still working on like pillars 
or still added content to it for Obsidian. But I might I might have seen that somewhere else. I'm not sure. I would assume that they're going to still work on Pillars of Eternity. I was just talking about specifically how it says autonomously, which means they just work on their own. Right. Um, they... But under the Microsoft umbrella. Yeah, Phil Spencer. That's the name I was looking for before. Kiki. <laughs> But Microsoft has been acquiring studios left and right, pretty much. They they bought Ninja Theory, Playground Games, Undead Labs, um, Compulsion Games, and they also have that uh, the Initiative, I think, is what it's called. That's the internal studio that they're making in like Los Angeles. Um, so they've got a lot of big shit happening right now, which just kind of goes. It just kind of proves that, like, next generation, Microsoft is definitely going to come out swinging with something awesome. Or, I mean, I don't fucking know. It could be this generation that never ends because they put out a streaming box or something, so I don't really know. Uh, But... I don't have a segue for this next one, so for our next story, we are over on Game Informer. Uh, This, written by PJ Gemboyers. Let's get Microsoft Sam on that while I read this fucking title, because I don't know how to say names. (laughs) Uh, Dystopian Adventure uh, Reign of Reflection unveils first gameplay trailer. So this is uh, this is written. This is a game being developed by Lion Bites. Uh, They just put out. This is obviously the announcement of their gameplay trailer. Ah, it looks weird. It's it's basically just like it seems the combat is is turn based, um, which is interesting. It's like a turn based stealth game, similar to uh, like if you think like XCOM but stealthy, which is, is weird. But what you got on that name? Hmm? It is JP Jemberies. Uh, God damn it! Can people just have easier names? I feel like my name is really easy. It's just Vaughn Hyde, but I guess. Also, the way you spell my first name is really odd. So, (laughs) yeah, um, it seems like it's got like it's got like puzzle solving mini games. Um, Yeah, it's the turn based strategy, but it also seems to have like a little bit of point and click like exploration, which is interesting. Um, But the one thing I noticed in their gameplay trailer that I can truly say really like irked me was the uh which is a big deal nowadays is the voice acting it looked it sounded so fucking weird (laughs) they kept pausing several times they'd be like the terrorists did this it was like the longest pause ever i'm like why are you pausing so hard stop dramatic man there's dramatic and then there's just stupid it sounded (laughs) dumb I don't know why they pause for so long. It's like, yeah, I understand dramatic effect, but it's like, I swear, like 10 years. And then they're just like, they blew up this place. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) Cool. That and I feel like there's just from, I mean, I can't exactly say a whole lot about the entire game because one, I haven't played it. Two, it's not out. And uh, three, it's just the first chapter that's coming to PC in in a couple months or the coming months is what the article says. So I can't exactly pass judgment on this game as a whole. But from what I've seen from this gameplay trailer, the voice acting is fucking weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, did you have a chance to check out this gameplay trailer? I uh, I did. So, man, first off, the gameplay is 
iffy. I've I've played a lot of games that are like this, and it's always really hit or miss with me. Um, there's some types that I like, but it, it's I, I guess I'm just really picky. It depends on how they do uh, this game. God, I wish I could remember the name of it. There's a specific game that's very similar to this in the gameplay. And everything is based on percentages, but it's percentages that never made sense to me. It was like 95% chance to hit, and I always missed all the time, and it pissed me off so much. So it's more of a rant. It sounds a lot like XCOM. <laughs> uh, it's not though. It's it's one very similar to it. I'll I'll check it out after I'm done ranting. But, um, but the main part about this that I was like, I just kept rewatching is I was just so confused. I like I watched the trailer and I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, what is the point of this game? I was so lost. Uh, and I don't know if maybe I'm just not I wasn't paying attention or, or like what? But it just it seemed nah, very dude. vague. This game doesn't like, make any fucking yeah, sense. I was like, what am what am I doing? Like, I have no and obviously it's in, in chapters and it's going to be like story based. So I'm sure they're just like making it drawn out and kind of like, uh, you know, mysterious but for me i was just like watching and i was like i have no idea if i'm even gonna like this because i have no idea what the story is trying to tell me (laughs) yeah i'm i i'm not gonna say i'm gonna like it or dislike it uh the voice acting will definitely annoy the shit out of me but i guess we'll find out kind of a thing it's it's really odd i i think the character animations and everything they kind of look weird um overall i'm just really not excited for this game at all i feel bad saying that but it's just so weird looking let alone the fact that i'm pretty sure my pc couldn't handle to run it even so so yeah it's (laughs) i don't really know um but I hope uh, this game is definitely going to find its audience. I know that because yeah, sure. indie games always just happen to find their audience, but it's probably not the two of us. But that would be the end of these news stories. Uh, now it's time to move on to a new slash kind of obvious segment of the podcast, and that is new dates. Uh, these are new dates for all sorts of indie games coming to different consoles and such. Uh, we've only actually got like six or seven this week, which is kind of interesting. Don't confuse this with our release date schedule because, trust me, you're going to have to buckle in for this shit because there's a whole lot of games coming out on PC this week. Uh, But for just the new dates in general, we've got Abzu coming to Nintendo Switch on November 29th, This War of Mine coming to Nintendo Switch on November 27th, Beat Saber coming to PSVR on November 20th, which people really seem to dig Beat Saber. It looks so cool. I wish I had a VR setup just so I could play this game. I honestly, I've thought about buying a PSVR setup like this, this uh, Black Friday, this holiday season, and Beat Saber coming to PSVR, let alone like Moss already being on there. Um, I might actually pick it up. Uh, Then we've got Battle Princess Madeline coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on December 6th, with PS Vita and Wii uh, ports actually coming in 2019. Or it's not Wii, sorry. I think I said Wii. It's a Wii U version. But still, that's a little weird. It's it's odd that games are still coming to the Wii U. I was so I... confused when I saw that. I don't know why they're still making... I mean, I guess if you were working for too long, it was still kind of in the making. But it has been a while since the Wii U was kind of sunsetted. Uh, since we're 
on like two years now of the Nintendo Switch, but I mean, game development takes a long time. I would, it definitely is a long one, and I'm surprised because I don't know who would buy it at this point. Although, granted, this game does look pretty cool. <coughs> yeah, but the, uh, oh, I should say that I am actually reviewing this game for Parallax, which I'm pretty excited about, but so that should be coming obviously around december 6th so be prepared for that but yeah i think it's it, the ps vita and wii u versions are coming in 2019 so it's like you must have done enough work on the wii u and ps vita versions to be like it just wouldn't make sense to not finish these mm. kind of a thing uh, but for more new dates, we got Desert Child, which I'm actually super excited about. It looks awesome. Uh, coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch and PC on December 11th. Uh, Kingdom Two Crowns coming to PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC also on December 11th. And Gris actually just got a release date. It looks awesome and is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC on Detember- Detember. December. 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 A new month. <laughs> Yeah, we just need another month because apparently... I mean, I don't even know the majority of the months just in general, but we need a new one, I guess. Uh, It coming in December 13th. And that's it for new dates. Yeah, not... It kind of cut back like 90% of our news stories when I decided that... Or when we decided that we just needed to do a new date section because, yeah, we fucking needed to. Time to move on to another reoccurring segment of the podcast, this being God Bless the Crowd, where we, uh, or I shouldn't say we, Josh handpicks some some uh, indie games on Kickstarter, and we talk about them a little bit. It's an exciting, exciting segment of the podcast. Uh, this week, we have two different indie games. Uh, we've got No Time to Relax, which I definitely have some uh, issues with, and Midnight Wave. I think Midnight Wave looks really, really awesome, but once again, why don't people know how to make trailers, <laughs> especially for Kickstarter? This trailer says fucking nothing about this game. It doesn't say anything. It's just like, oh yeah, it's it's a cool like pixel uh, adventure and stuff, and it seems like they basically just were like... Yeah, we, we PR-speaked the the description of this game because it's described as a cyberpunk samurai tactical platform fighter RPG featuring narrative choice and professional voice actors. Why are you choosing so many fucking genres? <laughs> I mean... It doesn't although, make any sense. <laughs> I will say, looking at the gameplay, it is very interesting, the genres they, like, mashed up in this because it has... Um, if you're paying, you know, close attention to the actual fighting style, it's, you basically get to choose whether you want to play a tactical, like kind of fire emblem style game, or when you go to attack the enemy on the, like on their, the grid, you then go into this kind of like, uh, fighter game style-esque, uh, battle with that one individual. And I guess it seems like there's there's pros and cons to each and based on the different classes, you have probably benefits of doing it one way versus the other. Um, but it, it's such a strange style of Clash Up in general. So I get why they might've been confused on like what to really describe it as. Um, but it does kind of just sound like someone who's, you know, putting on like a Twitter post or some kind of like, 
blog post and they just put any hashtag they can so that it gets all of the different uh, responses. So like anyone who likes any type of game gets this. Um, but it's it's a little overwhelming and also kind of confusing based on that. Yeah, it's like they were like, oh, yeah, we can't decide one specific genre, so we're just going to choose them all. Why not? It just makes sense. I think it looks really cool. One thing I do have to say that I've noticed while doing this segment and I find hilarious about Kickstarter just in general is that there's always the tiers that's basically like, you pay us $1,000 and you can do our job for us. It's like there's literally one that's $750 or more. Help us help us design a side quest, which I think it's really cool to like put your mark on a video game. But I also think it's hilarious that you're paying them $750 to do it to the job. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (coughs) some people just want that. Some people want to want to work for him for money. I guess. Yeah, I guess they want to pay them to work for them. It's it's interesting. I honestly, I think it looks amazing. It's it's kind of sad that it's it's definitely not going to reach its goal. It only has seven days left, and it was only fifteen percent of its goal, which is like forty eight thousand dollars or something like that. I mean, so unless we get a bunch of those seven hundred and fifty dollar backers, and then the game has also a ton of side quests. Yeah, right? Everybody gets to help design side quests, and they just paid them $750 to do so, I guess. This is what they I don't really do. know. Yeah. Uh, the other game being No Time to Relax, uh, compete against your friends, foes, and family in the ultimate game of life. It's literally fucking life. They just made the video game of life. It's just... It annoys me so much that they basically, like Porcelain Fortress, took the board game, Life, and they were like, I'm going to make a video game out of it. What the fuck? (laughs) They're acting like it's so original, and I'm like, it's not. It's Life. I kind of like it, though. I mean, honestly, like, I was was looking at it, too, and I was like, this is, this is Life. This is, (laughs) but like. (laughs) This is Life. You have to choose what to eat. (laughs) But it's, it's kind of funny. I, I really don't understand how this works as like a party game or like as a board game because there's also parts where it's like you get to customize your character and also customize your house. And I feel like, are you really going to have time to do all that while sitting there with all of you know your friends? It, it seems like a lot of time would be just other people watching you customize stuff. So I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, you'd think it would get really boring. You'd just be like... Holy shit, dude. Fucking customize your house already. Fucking Jesus. put that toaster there already. We're done. Unless it's something like uh, like PlayLink, how you can how those games you just do it with your phone. But yeah, I truly doubt that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Um, because I was I was trying I kept watching the video over to see really how it worked because I know there is like a single player mode, but even that said that you were basically playing against like AI, so that means it would probably be basically the same thing. Um, but if that's the case, like I can only see it working if they had something like you were saying, where while other people are doing stuff, you can build your house or you can customize your guy. Otherwise you're going to have so much downtime in between each person's turn. Yeah. I, my biggest issue with this and trust me, it's not petty because (laughs) it's not going to be like fucking pickaxes swinging weird or some shit. 
It's they have a tier for twenty three dollars that says let's get physical. Fuck them. Fuck them so fucking hard because it gives you it includes a digital copy of the game beta access discord beta channel access a personalized postcard from Iceland signed by the team. That's the only physical thing in that fucking tier is a fucking postcard. They just duped me dude. They fucking got me. They fucking pulled the rug out from under me. And you also get your name in the credits. But literally only one of those things is physical, you assholes. It's not <laughs> let's get physical. Uh, let's see. Uh, it looks like Fucking there dude, are dude. no physicals. Yeah, I'm kind of glad because I'm not going to buy this fucking game of life. <laughs> I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> but you fucking duped me with this let's get physical bullshit. <laughs> but... Don't you want to pledge $1,000 to join the team over the internet for a weekend game jam? No, I don't. (laughs) You can design a character for $1,000. Why would I do your job? Why is so much of this me doing your job? Also, just on the note of Kickstarters, I don't know why it irks me so much, but there's always like, uh, okay, so no time, uh, no time to relax didn't do it, but uh, Midnight Wave did. They have that $1 tier that says like our eternal gratitude. Yeah. Everyone does that. Like almost (laughs) everyone does that. And I'm just like, just say nothing. It's a $1. Just don't do anything. Just be like, yeah, you gave me a fucking dollar. Cool. Man, a dollar goes a long way if millions of people do it. Yeah, a dollar can't even buy you a McChicken anymore, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that shit's a dollar fifty. So <laughs> I don't know, man. In general though, I think it would be interesting to play with a group of people, but like I said, I don't know how that downtime uh would work. It looks interesting. I'm I'm a little upset that this one is doing better than Midnight Wave, because I would probably be more inclined to play Midnight Wave, but I really don't think I'll back either of these. But they're out there. If it appeals to you, go for it. Midnight Wave is also trying to get like $48,000, and these guys are just trying to get like six or $8,000, so... Yeah. There's definitely a gigantic gap, and it seems like one is far more artistic than the other. Like, one... Midnight Wave is obviously taking more time to develop because it's yeah it's i'm i'm just gonna say it it's a better game it just it's better <laughs> fuck them and their stupid physical shit oh, all right time time to move on to our next thing before i rage i'm i'm already a ghost now i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna become like a deranged ghost it starts fucking tacking people's nuts to benches and stuff i'm, I'm just gonna do some fucked up shit it's time to get into the indie games release schedule. Uh, really these are struck a the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes and their stupid physical release. Uh, these indie games coming out between the 11th and the 17th of November. We have a bunch of indie games coming out and a bunch of different platforms. Uh, so make sure you check out in the description down below for time codes on this if you're on YouTube. Otherwise, if you're listening on Spotify or Podbean, or if by chance I have got this on other podcast feeds uh just fucking listen to it that's yeah that's just listen to me talk about it okay just leave me alone god so there is actually only one game coming to multiple uh that being um 
I, I categorize multiple as like if it goes across platforms. So uh, The Long Journey Home is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on Wednesday, November 14th, 2018. Uh, now moving on to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Um, I mashed together the two, but if they are not cross-buy games, you technically, like let's say you purchased it on PS4, you couldn't play it on PS Vita, but... It's, yeah, there's, there are only like a bunch of games that are actually crossed by. So pretty much, unless I say play PS Vita as well, it's just a PS4 game. It just makes it easier. Uh, so Emerald Shores is coming to PlayStation 4 on Tuesday, November 13th. Runner 3 is coming to PlayStation 4 Tuesday, November 13th. And Swords and Soldiers, Schwarmageddon, because that is an interesting name, is coming to PS4 uh, Tuesday, November 13th. Other than uh, The Long Journey Home coming to Xbox One, we actually don't have any other indie games this week coming to Xbox One. Or I'm just super lazy and didn't find any. I don't really know. (laughs) As a reminder, this is not a complete list of all the indie games coming out uh, in this this week. It's it kind of takes some effort to even find these ones. So just be happy that I got you these ones, guys. Just be happy. Uh, now onto the Nintendo Switch release list. We've got Shocked Ass Carnival coming to Switch Wednesday, November 14th. Palm Reading Premium coming to Switch Wednesday, November 14th. Mace Space Shooter coming to Switch Thursday, November 15th. Mimpy Dreams coming to Switch Thursday, November 15th. Mother Russia Bleeds, which I remember seeing stuff for. It actually looks kind of interesting. Uh, is coming to Nintendo Switch on Thursday, November 15th. Rockets, rockets, rockets! Yep, that's a that's a name too. Uh, is coming to Switch Thursday, November fifteenth. Tin Boy coming to Switch Thursday, November fifteenth. Trailblazers coming to Switch Thursday, November fifteenth. I was listening to KFGD and they actually talked about Trailblazers and uh, Tim Tim Gettys uh, recently announced that he got on uh, thirty under thirty for Forbes, which is really cool. But he was actually talking about uh, how Trailblazers is kind of a mix between. Uh, I think he said Wipeout and Splatoon. So I don't know how those two mix, yeah, I don't know. but that it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, but if you want to find out, it's coming to Switch Thursday, November fifteenth. Uh, Toast Time Smash Up is coming to Switch Friday, Friday, Friday. There's all sorts of new shit coming on now, dude. Yeah. Now we've got like December or some shit. Yeah, we got December and Friday. Alright. Good day. Just deal with that shit. That's that's November 16th for Toast Time Smash Up. Now on to the Windows. Uh, this is Windows PC. Um, and these are going to be the last indie games on this list. But there are quite a few of them. So yeah, just just be excited. Uh, we've got Tower Keepers coming to PC Sunday, November 11th. Which means it already came out. A few of these obviously have already come out. But this is just you knowing about it now. Uh, Dead Dungeon coming to PC Monday, November 12th. Distaint? Uh, distraint. That's, I don't know why that word is so weird to me. It's D-I-S-T-R-A-I-N-T-2. Distraint. I'm going to say that's what it is because it kind of looks like taint. Um, it's coming to PC Tuesday, November 13th. Sifu is coming to PC Tuesday, November 13th. The Room 3 is coming to PC Tuesday, November 13th. Golf Peaks is coming to PC Tuesday, November 13th. Uh, 
Acropolis. I'm going to go with Acropolis because that sounds right. Acropolis, the archaic age, is coming to PC Wednesday, November 14th. Robo Puzzle Smash is coming to PC Thursday, November 15th. Underworld Ascension or Ascendant is coming to PC Thursday, November 15th. Among Us is coming to PC Friday. Fucking Friday. shit. I did it twice. God damn it. It's coming to PC Friday, November 16th. Duke Dashington Remastered, which actually looks really cool if you're a fan of 2D pixel platformers, which I am, is coming to PC Friday, November 16th. I didn't fucking say it, Josh. I didn't fucking say it. It's Friday. Uh, We got Predicate. I'm going to go... I'm going to say that's what that is. Predicate coming to PC Friday, November 16th. Sticky Bots coming to PC Friday fucking shit <laughs> friday november 16th treasure hunter simulator coming to pc friday november 16th and last but definitely not least because i've heard it's awesome uh bad north is coming to pc friday november 16th so that should be when this posts on podcast feeds and on youtube podbean and such that's it for the indie games uh release schedule for this week at yeah that's a lot of sweet indie games uh what we like to do now is we actually choose one game that we think uh we'd give a little spotlight to something that we might play and talk about on next week's podcast or uh we'll just talk about it now so (laughs) did you uh did you find one josh uh yeah i did uh but then i looked over those two that you said looked pretty cool uh trailblazers and duke dashington both of these look really good so i understand what uh tim (coughs) meant by kind of uh splatoon based it's like you basically as a team drop uh, cause it's a, it's a racing game and you drop paint on the ground and have to drive over it, um, to get like additional boosts. So you're going through the tracks, dropping paint strategically or dropping paint over your enemies or opponents paint so that you can either screw them up so they don't have that track or to strategically lay it down yourself so you can boost through it and be faster to get past your opponent. So it looks really cool actually. Um, but uh, the one that I had originally picked was Toast Time Smash Up. Um, really? Yeah, <laughs> Toast Time Smash Up. Because I, I, first off, I just like the name because I was like, that was the first thing that caught my eye. I was like, what the, what the heck is this? It's like skeletal dance party. Oh, kind like, of. Oh yeah. shit. So, so it's it's very like old school. Just these these like eight uh, bit looking uh, toasters, and you basically just fight each other by projecting yourself through the map by shooting toast out of your head. So the toast comes out because you're a toaster. It pops out, and you go flying in the opposite direction. And so it's basically you battling other toasters. Uh, in certain mini games or just fighting each other based on bouncing on top of one another it looks super uh, (coughs) chaotic and really good for like a party or a drinking game Um, I think it would be interesting I have a couple of buddies who I feel like they would pick this up and we would play together so I might uh, slip this into their 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 head and let them know hey it's, uh, it's time to smash up Really? You tell your friends it's time to smash up? I haven't, but I do now. It's just like how the podcast episode was a banger. 
It was a banger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a banger of an episode, if I do say so myself. It was a pretty good episode, but I don't know if it was banger, though. Oh, that's right. like, that, that's some high praise from a uh, modest host. Oof. Yeah, Whoa. if I was... If I was to pick one, I would probably choose uh, Duke Dashington. I think it looks really interesting. I really enjoy its art style. But I would also, more than likely, I really want to pick up Bad North. I really like its art style as well. And uh, everyone's been talking about it for a long time. So, I mean, eventually I'll probably do something about it. But also, Mother Russia Bleeds looks really awesome as well. I know I, I fucking said we'd choose one. And then I'm just like, I want to talk about all of these. <laughs> It's hard, I, man. There's too many good sucks. games. Right? That's what sucks so much about indie games is, like, there's a lot of good indie games that just, uh, that go kind of, like, unnoticed. Uh, but Mother Russia Bleeds kind of has this, like, uh, Streets of Rage aesthetic, but it's, it's like, all pixelated. It's got pixel art. It's awesome. It's not, like, sprite pixel art. It's, like, 16 to, like, uh, I think 24 bit, something like that there's lingo for pixel art that i don't know but it's got really cool art uh something that i think is weird that i don't necessarily understand on steam is how like overall reviews can be very positive but then recent reviews are mixed like maybe they put out an update that kind of like fucks the game or something i don't know or just 21 people were just like fuck this game I don't want to play it or something <laughs> within the past little while. Yeah. I, d I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think mother Russia bleeds. Uh, it looks really interesting, but I'll more than likely, if I was to pick one out, it would be Duke Dashington, dude. Just it that name look, is too good. Yeah. And it does look pretty damn good. And it's also remastered. I just, I, I don't know what the original version was, but it's remastered. So, obviously, it's so much better. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's almost it for this episode. How do you think it went to this week? Oh, Is it all good? I guess I Just can't say it was smooth? a banger. Right? You fucking better not. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> I want to piss off Ghost Hide. Yeah, dude, I'll fucking haunt you, and I'm going to attack your nuts to a bench. <laughs> Well, uh, then it was definitely not a banger. You're like, it was almost a banger. It was like it midway was... between banger and not banger. Yeah, on the, on the scale of one to banger, it was, uh, it's definitely half a banger. Oh, shit, only half? Only half a I banger. I really thought we were so much closer to the full banger there, but... <laughs> nah, 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 not today, not today. I guess not, yeah, yeah. We'll make it, don't worry. I think it went really well, especially because I'm like slightly sick if you haven't heard me coughing. So I'm just surprised I got through this all without like fucking sneezing on my computer or something. We did it. Super surprising. <laughs> As always, it's it's super fun to record a podcast about indie games. I love hearing about indie games other than when it tells me physical freaking releases are canceled and I'm fucking dead, Josh. I'm dead. I'm the, the ghost formerly known as Von Hyde. And this has been the Indie Incursions Podcast, Episode 6. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. And yeah, I, I hope you guys have a great day. Oh, man. You know what? We didn't what? buckle our seatbelts. Fuck. <sighs> How reckless of us.
Uh, yeah, we're basically just through the windshield now. We're I mean, you're dead. a ghost, so I guess it's okay. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was already dead. I don't even have to worry no, about it. No wonder you didn't ask me. Oh, come on, I'm... Ghost Hyde. You gotta care about others. So I'm rude. Casper the unfriendly ghost who just fucks with you all the time. Not cool, dude. Not cool. <laughs>